Ladies, queens, oh my goodness, today's episode is just pure power, pure sisterhood. I am bringing to you one of my besties for such a long time now. You are about to meet, if you don't already know her, Tori Archibald. She is a PR and marketing powerhouse who reinvented herself probably in late 2019 when she closed her super famous tour star marketing company of 18 years. We all know what it's like to be brave enough for reinvention and change. And Tori is coming to us with that. So before you understand what she stepped into, here's what she stepped out of. She was the first Australian PR company to launch international high street rollers. So for companies like Zara and Topshop and Victoria's Secret, um, she also launched Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty and Steve Madden. I mean, she was the height of heights in, in her time. And then um, she developed iconic campaigns for the world's leading brands, which is what she revels in. But now her newest business venture is empowering and mentoring women to take powerful steps. That's what really inspires Tori these days. She has such a story, as we know that every woman does. I don't want to do any spoiler alerts here. So I want you to just know that you are, if you don't already know her, about to meet one of my closest, dearest friends, such a, this woman has transformed every area of her life. And without further ado, meet Tori Archibald. If you're starting a business on a shoestring, or even if you've got multi-million dollars in the bank, have a coffee with someone you know, someone you want to partner with and someone outside your comfort zone every single week. And this is a big part about building a brand. And that's how I was able to translate from one business to another with two separate identities really quickly, I connected with people, I made time. And that point that you talk about that now with lockdown, you know, it's also virtual. Awesome. Have the coffee date like this. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Tori, it's so good to see you. Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I am so excited, Gina, because we can't fly at the moment, but we still have this great power of connection backwards and forwards socially. So for me, every time you FaceTime me or you connect with me on text, it's amazing. But today, this is a privilege. So thank you. Oh, it's always such a joy to spend time with you and such a fun way that we met. For anyone that doesn't know, we actually both attended the luxury conference in Singapore. What was that back in 2014 or something? Yeah, early days. <laughs> well, and little did I know who I was sitting next to. So Queens, we are going to dive in with this most special human being, this incredible powerhouse of a woman personally and professionally. You heard everything that she's already accomplished in terms of her public fame. But, you know, we queens know that every woman has a story. And I have invited Tori onto this podcast for so many reasons. And one right now, just because I know what a hurting world it is. And too many people are suffering silently. 
And whether it's like in every area of our life, or we have one big secret, or just like we're bummed out that things aren't flowing or happening as quickly as we'd like them to. And it's my hope and prayer that as a result of listening to this episode, that you will be lifted up and know that you are not alone and that truly big, epic success in every area of your life is possible. And Tori's life has demonstrated all that. So Tori, I am going to let you take it away. Well, let's talk about first, what was going on publicly, you know, kind of back in the day with your career? Yeah, well, I definitely wore two masks for a lot of my career. I mean, I started my brand communications agency, Torstar, like a lot of people with no money in the bank, but a hell of a lot of self-belief. But to start a media communications company with no contacts was a pretty bold and courageous move, right? But I did it and I managed to attract the world's top performing brands, celebrities and influencers. And soon before I knew it, I had 22 staff. I had 10 freelancers. I'm flying all around the world. I'm connecting with great people. I connect with you at a conference in Singapore and, you know, boom, you get these electric relationships. But, you know, on the outside and, you know, to the media and my clients, I look like I was a very successful businesswoman. I was raising a beautiful daughter. I was jet setting around the world. I was having these fabulous holidays, attending these great parties. But behind the scenes, my life was very different. And it was something that I didn't talk about. And we talk about, you know, women in business and female entrepreneurs and corporate warriors. And the thing is, we feel like we can't take that mask off. We can't say that we might be failing in one part of our life. And You know, I was in circumstances which were at times beyond my control and, you know, being the publicist that I was, I wanted to manage that situation and make sure that it didn't affect my work life. So what was going on behind the scenes? So it's a million dollar question, Tina. (laughs) Uh, So I had my beautiful daughter um, way back in 2014 um, with a man that I loved and I thought that we were going to live happily ever after. And nine months um, after the birth of my daughter, I realized that that was not going to be the case. And I had to trust my gut instinct and really make a brave decision as to whether or not I wanted to be that woman. And there are many of them around the world that put a smiley face on, go to work, smile when they're in friendship groups and pretend that everything was okay. Or I could actually make the bravest decision of my life and say, it's not okay and step away from it. And I have always been one to trust my gut instinct. And I've always used my intuition as a tool in business. And now definitely more and more in my personal life, as I came out of the circumstances that I found myself in, And that gut instinct was just like, trust it, trust it, walk away. And so I did. But little did I know that that was going to unleash 12 years of a very traumatic experience for my daughter and I, um, which only got resolved in 2017 and gave us the freedom to come into alignment with who we are now. Are you able to share more of what was going on? Yeah. I mean, look, sometimes people don't like to know um, that someone else doesn't want to be around them, that someone else is not happy with the circumstances that they find themselves in. And, you know, it takes a brave woman or a brave man, if you reverse it, to put their hand in the air and say, hey, this is not for me. But what happened when I did that and I had the bravery and the courage 
to put my hand up and say, hey, this is not for me and it's definitely not for my daughter, what it did was it unleashed a very Jekyll and Hyde situation. And so I ended up becoming the sole provider for my daughter. And, you know, when you go through these situations, your whole fabric of your life falls apart. So it's like putting a roof on your head, putting food on the table. And because I was an entrepreneur, you know, I had someone saying to me, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take your business away from you. And that was the only way that I could actually provide all of those things for my daughter. So it was incredibly stressful. And on top of that, I was getting, you know, harassing and threatening messages up to 100 times a day. Now, you know, when you go back to the early 2000s, it's not, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, (laughs) you know, clubhouse communication that we're talking about here. We're talking about calling me on my phone at work, calling me on my phone at home, Mm. calling me on my mobile. And at points I had two mobiles to try to separate that. And when you've got all those touch points from someone who um, is a little bit out of control because I didn't like hearing that word, no, but you're also trying to put a brave face on, not let this affect the way you perform or, you know, raise your child. It can be extreme circumstances. And for me, my life was like that for 12 years. Um, I was in and out of court. And it wasn't until a near-death experience in 2013 when I was due on a flight to London. And because I was, you know, a single mom, I had I had this business, but 80% of my clients were overseas. So, you know, we've been able to spend a lot of time together, Jane, over the years because I had a lot of clients in the US. I also had a lot of clients in Asia and Europe and London. So what would happen is I'd take my daughter to school on a Monday and I'd be on a flight later that day to London. And I'd literally be there for 72 hours. I'd fly in and out. I'd come back because I'd want to be there for the weekend. Now, if you're doing that for more than a decade of your life, you carry stress in your stomach. You're trying to get it all together. And people would often say to me, are you pregnant? And I'd be like, I could never understand that what I learned when I was getting myself out of this situation was it was like it was emotional stress. And it wasn't until I had that wake up call from the universe, which was like a live or die, where, you know, I actually two days before this flight to London, I could feel my body collapsing. I could feel that something monumental was coming. But, you know, I had overheads, I had a mortgage, I had a daughter that needed me that was going through her trauma, I had business, I had you know, all of these commitments, but my appendix burst unexpectedly. I caught septicemia. I was rushed to hospital. I was operated on at 2 a.m. in the morning. I always say carry an extra bit of fat around because I lost eight kilos in five days. Um, I could have been a supermodel by the end of the exercise, but the the fact of the the matter remains, it was they gave me a six-month recovery. Now, when you are, you know, on life support and you have oxygen and, and, you know, you know that one or two doctors aren't coming around to see you, there's like 10, 12, 14 people all gathered around and they're trying to find a solution for how to bring you back to life, how to rebuild your body. You know that there's something serious that's going on. And what happened in that time frame was when I was wheeled in to the operation, I'll never forget it. The surgeon said to me, he's like, you know, who's your next of kin? Do you have children? Do you want more children? And I'd never really thought about that because I'd been running on adrenaline. I'd just been building my empire. I'd been dealing with a situation that no one knew about behind the scenes. So I was literally hiding a lot of my life. But most importantly, I I was there 24-7 for my daughter. 
And one of the things I want to point out at this point in time is my daughter was so scared with the situation throughout the years. She slept in my bed until she was 12. So I got no sleep. (laughs) I got no sleep. I got anything. So it's no wonder you get this live or die moment. But the thing for me was he said to me, it's going to be a six month recovery. And I remember I was doing this global event for this big beauty brand and we're flying in media from all around the world to um, the Adelaide Hills. It's a, it's a brand called Jolique. I know it's also sold in the States. And I was like, you know, I'm supposed to be there. And he goes, you can't. And, and I'm like, what do you mean you can't? And he said, I don't think you understand. You are not leaving hospital until A, B and C is done. And one of those things, I have to have a laugh, was you have to fart. <laughs> because I wanted all the, the gas from all the poison. And that was apparently a way to tell whether or not your body was working again. So in the recovery period, um, the only thing that would make me fart to know that I was on my way to wellness again was to eat Wagyu with my daughter. And we used to laugh. We were like, <laughs> and it's this fart coming. But just getting back to that point, six months. So when you're an entrepreneur, and I know that you are the same, you travel around the world, you give it your all. When someone says to you six months, that can appear like years, right? I had to realign myself. I had to look at who was in my tribe. I had to strip out what wasn't working. And when you're that sick, you get to realize very, very quickly who your friends are and who your friends aren't, who your family is, um, who your professional, you know, tribe is. And so I stripped everything out. And what was supposed to be six-month recovery actually took three to four years because from there I suffered from um, chronic and adrenal fatigue. So I'd have a client flying from London or New York and literally, I kid you not, I would be in my bedroom upstairs sleeping. I would have someone come in and do my hair and makeup. I would drive. I would go to the meeting. I would perform the way I've always performed and no one would know that anything was any different I would get back in my car. Sometimes I'd have to nap before I could drive home. And I would get home still with my makeup on, with my fabulous outfit, and I would literally lie there. And that was until my daughter came home. And then I'd repeat the process again. So I worked with my assistant and my team. And let's face it, a lot of my team did not know what was going on. My assistant did. And I would say to her, no one can know because otherwise my business will fall apart but we need to operate differently. And so that was the start of my recovery and the start of really coming into a line with my spirit and who I was for new beginnings. Oh, Tori, Tori, Tori. I mean, the strength, the courage, the the faith, the perseverance, the, I mean, strength. It's like, did you wonder if you were going to make it? Did you... At times I thought I wasn't. I mean, I took 12 rounds of antibiotics and I mean, that's a lot. And I I am not into putting chemicals into my body. I never have been. And I just remember, um, you know, at one point um, I had a family member who was not helpful staying in my house. And I remember my doctor saying to me, if that person doesn't leave, I'm going to admit you to hospital. You need to take this seriously. She's like, you need to strip out these people that aren't actually giving to you and keep taking from you and you need to focus on yourself. So that was a wake-up call. The second wake-up call in my recovery for me, which was the one that actually resonated um, the best actually, was a surgeon. He said to me, Tori, a happy heart is a magnet for miracles. He's like, we can still 
ply you with all of these drugs, but at the end of it, it comes down to happiness. And that was actually how I recovered and how I have found myself in alignment today because once I had a happy heart, he said, you're only going to attract other people with happy hearts. And so what that actually did was I was able to really step into my power at that point in time and go, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to have a happy heart? And what does that look like for me? And I really thought about that and I manifested my intent and purpose around that, Gina. And, you know, I started slowly stripping things out of my life that weren't aligned with that. And I started bringing things in that were. And so if you look at my life 10 years ago, it's very different to what it is now because I have the right people in my life. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, the right love came into my life, the right everything came into my life, but it was because I was able to take those powerful steps to say no, create boundaries to bring it all back in. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So what advice do you have for the other women who are relating to your story right now in some form or fashion of wearing the double mask? I can't have someone know what's really going on or yeah. what it's really like at home, even though it looks so perfect and whatever. What advice do you have for them to get out? Sort your shit out. <laughs> what are you Three mean? words. Sort your shit out. <laughs> or the big guy's going to come knocking and say, do you actually want this beautiful life that you've been lucky enough to have, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing is this. I always say my daughter chose me. And so did her father, right? And we, the three of us collectively were meant to have this experience, okay? And so despite the challenges that I had with that, what it gave me was possibilities, okay? So when you're in a situation that's not right for you and it's tough, and especially in the home front, it can be super tough, right? And it can be embarrassing. Don't be embarrassed because what I realized was when I came into alignment with my truth and my happy heart, and when I actually you know, was brave enough to share my story with millions of people when Marie Claire magazine did this three-page profile and launched Powerful Steps. I was so scared about, you know, what are these big brands that I've been working about? What are they going to say about this? Like they had no idea this shit was going down, right? But actually, you know, I get these emails from Zara and Louis Vuitton and, and um, Victoria's Secret. And these are big brands saying, what you did for us was extraordinary but what you did for yourself is going to empower others. Mm. And so they had my back, right? So my advice is sort your shit out, work on getting a happy heart, but also don't be afraid to live in alignment with your truth. Because once I actually took off that mask, my life's become bigger and better. And you know what? Tall Star attracted the world's top performing brand celebrities and influencers and I'm only a year into powerful steps. And I know in my gut instinct, it's going to be bigger and better than that last journey. So trust it. Listen to those voices inside of you because they will show you the way forward. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, if that's what you manifested while you were under all of that stress and hiding and pressure and, and all of that, I'm so, so excited to see what you're going to continue to create with Powerful Steps. So tell everyone, so you've left Torstar now and you've created a new company. So tell everyone about it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that, but I want to touch on one thing for women in that situation, Jenny, because I think it's important. Throughout that situation, I was single for 12 years. I could not date. I couldn't do anything because of the circumstances at home. But a part of my manifestation, happy heart process was actually finding love 
And so I want people to know that you can, like you have with Glenn, you can have it all. You can come into your true alignment. So that that is also the possibility. But what I'm doing now with Powerful Steps is, you know, I have done, I have created and built brands for 20 years with other people. And now I am a good example of how you can create your own brand. So I have become the brand. I teach people how they can become the brand. I teach them how to own their power, own their truth, step into their intent and purpose so that the world can see their superpower and they can become a business attractor. So last year in lockdown, I launched seven successful businesses with female entrepreneurs. They are like, boom. So it's the same principles that I used in Tosta and I'm giving women the toolkit to be able to do that themselves. So, so good. Well, most of our listeners here have a personal brand or desire to have one. So Hmm. what is important in creating a personal brand? So first of all, we're all living in a virtual world. Look at us having this conversation here. You need to have a standout personal brand, right? So the first thing that anyone's going to do when they Google Gina or they Google Tori Archbold, an image of us is going to come up right? Make it a good one. Invest in good photography. Make sure that photographer can actually unleash your energy and your superpower because when people lock lock eyes with that photo, it's going to be a yes or a I'm moving on girlfriend. The second thing is LinkedIn is the most powerful brand SEO in the world. Your LinkedIn bio needs to be powerful. Those first three sentences are the standout about who you are, what your intended purpose is, and most importantly, what you're capable of delivering. If you want to take something away from this podcast, do those two simple things. Get a great image, not you cut off, you know, or something you put on Tinder or Bumble. It's a standalone striking image of you. And then invest in really telling your authentic story, okay? More and more, it doesn't matter if you're a corporate warrior, you're a female entrepreneur, or you're thinking about starting your own business, understand your story. We've all had it, right? Mm -hmm. And what connects women to women or business to business is authenticity. Tell your story with passion. Tell it with authenticity. That's how you take people on a customer journey. That's how people want to connect with you. And that's where that whole happy heart magnet for miracles will start flowing into your life naturally. You don't need to force anything. Mm -hmm. And I really want to rip off your company name powerful steps i know that for me in creating the personal brand first of all i didn't see myself as one you know i thought that was like for j-lo or oprah and everybody who desires to be in business or create the personal brand you can get paid to be you we both are living proof of that next i want you to understand it is a process and if you take the first step and the next step and the next step and use some of the tips that Tori's giving you today you don't have to figure it all out at once. And so I think that sometimes at the beginning, I remember I would look at other more established personal brands or and get intimidated or not know what mm-hmm. my thing would be or where I'd fit in. And it felt very, very vulnerable in not a powerful way. Like I felt very intimidated and unsure and awkward and... If I could give advice to my former self on that, I would say, love every step and love you in every mm-hmm. step. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, the the awkward 13-year-old in you. Yeah. Like, you know, like, because now 
I look back at like my brand evolution aesthetically and even message wise, and it is material for a very good SNL skit. And I'm good with that now too, but like I took it so seriously. So let it evolve. You will arrive yeah. where you're meant to be and take the steps. But also own your power and stay in your lane. There's only one Gina. There's only one Tori. There's only one you. And that's what I teach people. It's like, don't worry about the noise around you. Worry about what you're creating, what your intent, what your purpose is, because then, you know, it will start coming in. And I want to point out as well, you know, that journey of discovering the first year of Powerful Steps. And let's face it, I build all these other amazing brands. I know how to do it. I changed my website four times. So don't be afraid when you're an entrepreneur to listen and learn to what your audience wants, right? Look at what they're clicking on on the website or look at what they're engaging and commenting with because what that will do is it will narrow it will narrow down and it will show you very clearly what your superpower is. And when you understand that superpower, you can speak to that, right? Mm-hmm. You can speak to it. And then people will be like, hey, well, Gina's known for this. Tori's known for this. And X, Y, and Z is known for that. Why is that? Because you've owned your power. You stayed in your lane and you brought your story to life. Yes, yes. And I think that part of why those beginning years were so awkward for me is I didn't know how to own my power at that time. I was really fumbling through. But when you take the steps, you get stronger with every single step. So yes, if you can take the shortcut and just make the decision to own your power today, please do that. Because I, you know, I, I wasted a lot of time sitting on the sidelines being insecure. And that's time that I could have been stepping into my power, stepping into the spotlight, making a difference in people's lives, and probably making more money as well. So there's, you know, you do you for everyone listening and wherever you're at on that journey. You can't get it wrong, especially if you keep going. And exactly, Gina. And I remember standing in a park outside my office in Sydney and you called me and we were both at this crossroad in our career. The point was we both ended up within six months completely flipping it, completely skyrocketing, but it was because we chose to be ourselves. And aligned spiritually. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yep. So that alignment's important and also leaning on your tribe, like lean on your girl gang Mm -hmm. to get it together. Like if you, you know, people are out there to help partner with you, collaborate, increase your brand equity, your growth, but it's owning your power that's going to want to attract those relationships back and forth. Absolutely. The fun part is there's so much possibility at our fingertips. I mean, honestly, the the pandemic and the quarantine has in so many ways made it so much easier because it's easier to get a hold of people. They're yeah. likely to be on a plane or at a seminar. You know, they're literally, they're on their phone or device or Zoom as well. And so reaching out to do those collaborations, I really believe that is, we're going to see so much more of that coming. And it's an easy way to build a business. So for instance, if people go, how did you build Torstar with no money, no media contacts? How did you get this little black book of contacts? Well, it's simple. I've always had three coffee dates a week. I still do it. So, and this is a great way if you're starting a business on a shoestring or even if you've got multi-million dollars in the bank, have a coffee with someone you know, someone you want to partner with and someone outside your comfort zone every single week. 
And this is a big part about building a brand. And that's how I was able to translate from one business to another with two separate identities really quickly. I connected with people. I made time. And that point that you talk about that now with lockdown, you know, it's also virtual. Awesome. Have the coffee date like this. Like I'd say this, my coffee date, right? You're in my tribe. You're my number one. So make the effort to get to know people and tell them what's going on because it's that human connection that, you know, propels you forward. 100%, 100%, 100%. Oh, Tori, this has been so, so great and so beautiful. Any last words you want to share with listeners, either from the behind the scenes or about building the brand? Building a brand is all about taking personal ownership of who you are, but also really understanding your audience. And if the doors seem to keep shutting for you, don't freak out. Just go, you know what? That door's not meant for me. That door's meant for someone else. And I always say, I always tap myself on the shoulder and I bless it. And I go, you know what? That door and that experience is meant for someone else who's meant to learn that lesson or have that success. Something bigger and better is always going to come in for me. And if you live by that beautiful inner knowing, trusting that gut instinct, trusting the spirit that comes through, your life will flow and you won't see things as challenges. You'll view them as possibilities. And that honestly is my best advice because 2020 was a year of challenges for everyone. I don't know anyone in the world who did not suffer. But guess what? The ones that stepped up and switched on that A game were the ones that used that philosophy and they viewed the challenges as possibilities. And that ultimately is my best advice. When something hits you like a train wreck in the face, like now I don't, it's like nothing bothers me. I just let it wash over me and I go, you know what? It's not for meant for me or it's meant to teach me a lesson. Learn the lesson and move on. Because in business, the art of recognizing that is what will grow your brand authentically. It will give you brand equity, but most importantly, it will allow you to understand your customer and build a lot faster than other businesses. Mm. View the challenges as possibilities. I think that there is one more story that everyone needs to hear that really represents that is, you want to share what happened with your mother at the beginning of COVID? Oh, yeah. So my mom was stuck in a cruise ship in Italy. And so to rewind, I had just started, I, I you know, shuttered the doors on Torstar, just started Powerful Steps. My business was set up to, you know, I was flying around Australia speaking to corporates about power of connection. COVID hit and I'm like, like a lot of people, what the fuck, right? My business is a people business. How am I going to make this work? So within 48 hours, I turned it virtual and pivoted. And then I get this message from my mom saying I'm stuck on a cruise ship in Italy where the coronavirus at that point, there was like 30, 40, 50,000 people with it per day. Can you get us off this ship? And what I realized was, yes, I could help. I could tap into my media contacts, but it was about human connection. And what I wanted to also show was when people come together, great things can happen. So I was doing TV interviews every night. I called my friend at the Daily Mail because I knew the Daily Mail was like the US, the UK. Maybe what we can do is this massive groundswell of what's going on in the world. And we managed to, to get the ministerial um, government in Australia to bring them back within 10 days. 
which is unbelievable. And I got all of these emails and calls from people going, my mom, my dad's still stuck on a cruise ship because some of them were stuck there for three or four months. How did you do it? How I did it was I got an SOS cry for help, but I used my network to move and shift the energy. I got everyone together. I got everyone on Facebook groups, messenger groups. I gave everyone's moms, um, everyone's daughters, everyone's nieces, nephews. I said, I'm going to make this a media, you know, outreach, but you guys are the ones that need to be emailing, texting the government. And that's how we did it. We came together. So, you know, they always say, like, you saved my life. I didn't save anyone's life. What I did was I used human connection and partnership to bring people together to bring them home. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, you are so generous, so smart, and, you know, very wise to create the tribe that you have so that there is that power and connection. So people might be listening to this and being like, well, I'm not a big enough brand or I'm not big enough to work with Tori. And I want you to know Tori is one of those types where no matter where you're starting out or how successful you are, she's going to just find the superpower in you and the uniqueness and help you create the brand of your dream. So Tori, share with people a little bit on how you work with individuals. So I have two programs at the moment. So one is for high-performing women who have a really great idea and they want to build a business from scratch or they want to accelerate it. So that's mentoring programs. And then I've just launched the business attraction program, which really I'm so excited about, Gita. And the idea actually came from one of our chats and one of our collaborative chats. So it's an eight-week program and it's really about I teach you how to own your power. I teach you how to own your identity. And then I show you how your intent and your purpose will then build your brand. And so within eight weeks, these women, they are like up and running. They have powerful brands. And most importantly, they start understanding the flow of life. And so they say to me, Tori, we're so much more visible and all these opportunities are coming into our life. I'm like, of course, you're in flow. So a part of that is a bit of spirituality as well around this dream meditation delivery because it's how every morning I wake up with a special ritual. I set my intent, my purpose. And I know when things are going to come into my life. And so for me, one of my beautiful things that I teach people is reach for the sky. Step outside your comfort zone. And often on these courses, people go to me, oh my God, I'm really struggling. A couple of people cry and I go, crying is beautiful. I go, this is great because they struggle with putting themselves out there. They struggle with telling the world what their business is, who they are. And I say, cry some more. And they go, you're crazy. Like, I'm not crazy because it means that what's happening is you're stepping outside of your comfort zone and into your comfort zone, which means that you're going to vibrate at a higher level. Now, when you start vibrating at a higher level, what's going to happen? Other people are going to come into your life at a high level. Then you're going to step outside that comfort zone again. You might cry or you might go whatever, and then you're going to be here. So the whole thing is everyone that comes through my program, I want them to be vibrating at a high level. So the best people, the best opportunities come into the life because that's how I've created my life, my business. That toolkit is what I'm now teaching other women. So beautiful and so, so generous. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Victoria, let everyone know where they can find you and how they can experience more of you. Oh, Gina, I love you, love you. Um, you can follow me on at Powerful Steps, which is Instagram and LinkedIn. Get involved. Like I've just shown you how to stand out on LinkedIn. 
it is such a great tool. Follow me on at Tori Archibald, T-O-R-Y-A-R-C-H-B-O-L-D. And Gina, my gosh, amazing. Thank you for having me today. Yes, yes, yes. You are so generous to share. My heart always breaks when I hear you tell your story. And at the same time, I just want to say, like, I'm so sorry for everything that you had to go through. And as your friend, I'm so grateful that you did because it's so made you the glorious, amazing, strong, spiritual, soulful woman that you are and such a dear, dear friend. So, oh my God. Thank you, Gina. I, you know what? I'm grateful just on that note. I'm grateful for everything that's happened in my life because if it didn't, I wouldn't be sitting here with you today helping other people because the power of sharing your stories and connecting Mm -hmm. is we're showing people the possibilities that anything is possible. So true. So true. So ladies, do not suffer silently. Share your story, reach out, create community, be engaged in community and know that you count and you matter. Uh, Definitely take a screenshot of this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaways were from it. Tag both me and Tori, DM us and uh, just go create the amazing brand of you out in the world. Lots of love. Absolutely. And always think when you wake up in the morning, I can step into my power and I will. Yes. Yes, queen. Yes. All right, my queen. Have you been saying forever that you're going to start a business? Or have you, do you keep saying you're going to make more money in your business and you're going to get to those 10K months or 5K months or whatever the dream is, but it hasn't happened yet? I want this to be the year where you show yourself that this isn't just an idea or a fantasy, that it is something that you are committed to and you are going to see it through and make it happen no matter what. And I'm here to help you. I want you to come check out my gateway to your dream business program. You can see all the details at divineliving.com forward slash gateway. And I remember my early years in business when it was so scary and so frustrating. I didn't, I wasn't even interested in business. I just wanted to help people. I just wanted to do my thing and be a blessing in other people's lives and be able to pay my bills. And what I learned for sure is that developing business skills is freedom. I now have a freedom-based business where I have the freedom to be me, to travel the world, to make money, to be location independent, to not be dependent on what is happening in the world. And I want that for you. I want you to be living your truth, sharing your gifts, thriving in life financially as well as impact and being significant in the woman that God made you to be. So come check us out, divineliving.com forward slash gateway. It's a 10-week program. I'm going to lead you every step of the way so you don't have to wonder what do you need to do this week and you don't need to be confused. You get to be clear, confident, and taking action, finally making the money that you deserve and most importantly, having the business of your dreams. All right, queen, did you love this episode and know someone who would love it too? I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and share this podcast over Instagram. Tag me at Gina DeVee. And thank you for Queen supporting Queens and for your continued support. 